Hi, this is Caroline. I am super excited by a new feature that I have available for you. If you go to my show notes, you'll see a link that says, I would love to hear from you. Text message me here. Yes, you can now text message me. So if you have any thoughts about an episode, if you've got ideas for an episode, if you'd just like to connect and say hi, then click on that link. I'd love to hear from you. Hi there, I'm Caroline Thor, professional organiser, KonMari consultant, teacher and mum of three. I started off my life as a mum feeling overwhelmed, disorganised and desperately trying to carve out some time for me amongst the nappies, chaos and clutter. One day, one small book called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying changed everything and I began to learn strategies for making everyday life easier. Today I have the systems in place that means life can throw almost anything at me and I want to share them with you. If you're an overwhelmed mum struggling to keep it together, then this is the podcast for you. Grab a coffee and settle in for a quick chat with someone who gets your reality. Hi there. I hope you've been having a great week and I'm so grateful to be able to join you again today. The last week has been super busy for me with things winding up towards the end of the school year for us here in Germany and we've also been dealing with very high temperatures. I was lucky to get away the weekend before last and meet up with a very dear friend of mine in Brussels. We had so much fun walking and talking and catching up not having seen each other for three years because of the Covid situation. It was so great to be able to walk away from everything at home for a few days, knowing it would all be running smoothly. Although I would rather not have known on Saturday morning that my robot vacuum cleaner had got its left wheel stuck when I got a notification on my phone. Although it was good to know someone was thinking about cleaning the floors. So with all this amazing weather we've been having, it got me thinking about our outside spaces and how important it is to have those organised as well. Outside living has become such a thing with companies like Studio McGee styling amazing spaces and creating rooms outside. Gone are the days when it was enough to have a small patio table and a few chairs. These days we aspire to outside sofas, dedicated cooking areas and furniture that can cost as much as the stuff we have inside. And it's important with all this extra stuff that we have that we also have ways of storing things so that the space looks organised and well presented but it needs to be functional and work for you. So I would like to dedicate this episode to all things being organised for outside living. Let's start with eating space. Whether you have a garden or balcony or maybe even a roof terrace, the most important thing is that you can sit comfortably and have room for a couple of guests. This doesn't necessarily mean that you need to have a large dining table, but you need to at least have some seating that can comfortably be used. If space is tight, having a couple of permanent chairs with a small table in between to put drinks and food on is enough. And there may be a couple of extra folding chairs will mean that if you have visitors, you can set up some more seating. Our outside table is set up to seat the five of us, but should we need them, we have five extra folding chairs stored in the garage. Try to keep them accessible so they're easy to get out and put back. But should that not be possible due to space, you can always have a couple of chairs in your living space that you know you can pull outside if needed. The important thing is only to have as much furniture as you comfortably have room to store. Otherwise, you will end up with your space looking cluttered. One thing that can create a tricky storage problem is outside seating cushions. They tend to be very bulky 
and invariably can't be left outside in case it rains, unless you're living in the sort of climate that isn't like the UK. In an ideal world, you need to have them stored close to where they'll be used, but that's not always possible. One solution is a garden storage box that you can have at the side and perhaps use to put drinks or candles on. If space is really tight, but you have room for a bench down one side of your table, choose one that has a liftable seat with storage inside. These days, outside eating invariably means a barbecue or even a pizza oven. This is often where one family member comes into their own and is happy to stand and burn some sausages and steaks. In our family, that's Ralph. But boy, does he have some accessories to be able to do this. It's like a whole category all of its own. Kimono, eat your heart out. First, you have the cooking utensils, tongs and forks and spatulas. Then there is everything that's needed to light the barbecue. We never progress to a gas barbecue. So there is the charcoal and lighter blocks. And he even has one of those barbecue smokers for heating up the charcoal at the start. Then there's a thick oven glove for holding everything. And usually everyone's searching for something to light it all. Because of course, when you want to light the barbecue, no one can actually locate the matches or lighter. Don't get me started on everything we have to clean the grill. A few years ago, we invested in a sturdy plastic box and everything related to the barbecue lives in there. There is even an extra lighter just for the barbecue these days. This way, when we want to barbecue, we just need to get the box out and we have everything ready in one place. And after we've finished and it's all been cleaned, everything goes back in the box ready for next time. A client of mine sent me a message this week to say how much boxes are sparking joy for her. Just having everything collected together in one place makes life so much easier. And you don't have to invest in a plastic box. If you'd ordered something on the internet and it comes in a sturdy card box, use this. One thing we also have related to eating outside is reusable plastic plates, cups and cutlery. I don't have room for these in the kitchen cupboards and as they tend to be seasonal, we have them in a box in the cellar that we can bring up if we need them for a picnic or eating in the garden, along with a few other things that we only use for outdoor eating. These are stored next to the things that we might need outside, such as picnic blankets and baskets for carrying things in. Many families have each family member swimming things in with their clothes in their bedroom, but I discovered many years ago that it makes life much easier to have a central space for swimming things. All our swimming towels, costumes and goggles, as well as water shoes for those holidays with pebbly beaches, are kept in a cupboard together, along with bags for if we go to the pool. So we just need to grab what we need and we're good to go. When we get home from a pool trip, it's easy to just throw everything in the washing machine and then put it all back away after. Everyone knows where they're stored. So if the kids are meeting friends at the pool, they can easily just grab what they need. It has saved me so much time and is also in this storage area for outdoor living. Now, I've mentioned in previous episodes that one of the biggest pain points for many families is toys, and this isn't just confined to the house. There are also many toys that are for outdoor use only, and they can end up taking over the balcony or garden if you're not careful. Just like the toys inside, it's important to store them according to categories and make sure you're not hanging on to things that the kids are actually no longer playing with. We are all guilty of this. In Germany, nearly all our playgrounds are sand-based, So kids have a lot of sand toys, just like you would take to the beach for digging and collecting stones. It's years since a child of mine went to the playground and needed a spade, but I still have them all collected in a basket in the garage. I think it's time to let them go. I'd always thought my niece May would maybe need them, but she hasn't been able to visit for years due to COVID, and she's probably also outgrown the need for them now. I will put them outside my house today with a note to say they're free to take, and I'm sure they'll be gone in no time. Boxes are a godsend when it comes to outdoor toys. 
We have a large banana box with all the outdoor games like badminton, rounders, tennis, etc. Another box has all the balls in it, another all the inliners. It means that every time the kids want to use something, they just need to grab the box and everything is there. I would love to say that they put them back after they've used them too, but the reality is that they very often need a gentle reminder or a kick up the proverbial before they do it. One thing I've learned a long time ago though, is I am not going to do it for them. If it means them having to leave watching TV to come and do it, then the hope is they will remember next time. Not finding that to be working out yet though. I can dream. I'm going to make a confession now. I have had a tendency in the past to be a little spontaneous about my purchases. I say in the past because since I applied the KonMari method in our home, it has really made me stop and think before I buy anything. Is it something we really need? Does it spark joy? If I'm not sure, I'll go home and think about it before making a decision. And usually in that time, I will decide that we don't and it doesn't. So back to life before Marie Kondo. Spontaneous buy. One of the worst spontaneous buys I ever made that my husband won't let me forget to this day was a very large inflatable pool for the garden. It was really hot at the time and I thought it would be great for the kids to cool off. So I bought it. The only problem was for the size of our garden at the time, it was huge. It took up half of the lawn space. I arrived home with it and Ralph looked at me like I had taken leave of my senses. Then came the questions. How much water does it take to fill? Um, a lot. Is it going to kill the grass? What did you get to put underneath to protect it from stones? Um, nothing. That much water is going to have to be treated. Did you buy a pump? Um, no. Chemicals? No. Cover to stop the leaves going in? Uh, no. I started to get this sinking feeling that my spontaneous happy purchase was going to get super expensive and would be a lot of work to maintain. By the time I'd gone back and bought everything we needed, it looked like I could open a shop and storing it all was a nightmare. It was up in the garden for just a few weeks and the following summer I could not be bothered with the hassle of it all. When we moved house three years ago, it was one of the first things I put online to sell and I was very happy to see it go. I did not want to have to try and store it all in the new house, especially if it was never going to be used. What's my point? In my experience now as a KonMari consultant, the garden area is often a place where we can end up with spontaneous buys. We're out, we see something and think, ooh, that'd look nice. We don't think it through because it doesn't impact us in the same way as things in the house do. Very often though, we find that they don't get used and we regret having spent the money. So be aware. Today I was at a very lovely garden centre and saw some gorgeous outdoor cushions, reduced of course, I was so tempted, but then I thought, well, how often do we actually sit on the bench where I could imagine them? Once a week at the weekend? And where would I store them? No idea. I'm pleased to say I walked away without the cushions, lovely as they were. Of course, the other thing that many of us have if we have an outdoor space is gardening tools. There is a tendency to have more than we need and a tendency to not get rid of them if they're not working anymore. I just, I don't know why that is, but it is a thing. I have a bucket that has everything in it I need for weeding and cutting back small plants, including gardening gloves. If I decide to go out and weed, I just need to pick up the bucket and take it with me. And I know everything is there. It saves me so much time as I'm not trying to find things where I last left them. I keep this bucket inside an empty bucket, so I automatically have something to put the weeds in. This has been a game changer. The bigger tools are all kept together, just one of each apart from the garden spades. We have a big one for Ralph and a small one for me. 
All the bottles and boxes with things to feed plants or help us with infestations of this and that and the other are collected together in, you guessed it, a box. And this is stored near everything else. We also have a very small box with any attachments or parts for the hose pipes. So if there's a problem, we know where they are. Spare plant pots are all stored together. And once a year, I go through and get rid of any that I haven't used because I obviously favour others more. I donate them in the area where I live and someone always comes and picks them up. The same is actually true for plants I decide to take out. We have an amazing Facebook group where you can offer plants and someone always wants them. The other thing that we have in our garage is bikes. But it's not just bikes, is it? It's everything that comes with them. Helmets, locks, pumps, saddlebags, oil. We try to keep all this collected in one place and that generally works very well. If a kid has outgrown a helmet, donate or sell it. There is no need to keep it unless you have another kid who is going to grow into it. And if that is the case, try to store it away from the things currently in use. Only things needed at this moment in time should be easy access. Everything else is cluttering the system and slows down efficiency. As I've said many times, we have a ridiculous number of pets. Everything for the rabbits who live outdoors is stored in the garage. And although we often have to remind said child that leaving sawdust all over the floor is not great, the storing of it all works brilliantly. So to summarise, keep everything that is from a similar category together. Keep things as near as possible to where you will need to use them outside, although depending on outside storage, that is not always possible. Only keep the things you still need and use, otherwise it is just clutter, and try to take a leaf out of my book and avoid spontaneous purchases. This has been a bit of a shorter episode today, but I don't think you really need to listen to me going on about garden furniture and tools ad infinitum. It just seemed like the perfect time to talk about organising outside spaces with the weather being so great at the moment. Everything I have talked about today comes under the kimono category in the KonMari method. And if you're not sure how to get started on this vast category, go to my website www.caroline-thor.com and download my free guide to getting started with the KonMari method. It's simple to follow and I know that it will be life-changing for you. Until then, I hope to see you on Instagram at caro.thor. Happy tidying and I look forward to you joining me next time. If you've enjoyed this episode, please send the link to a friend you know would appreciate it. Subscribe and leave a review. I look forward to bringing you more organising tips next time. But if you can't wait until then, you can go to my website or find me on Instagram at caro.thor or on Facebook at Caroline Organiser. Thanks for listening and I look forward to guiding you on your journey to find your clutter-free ever after.